Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of iPhone Life Podcast. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life Magazine. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, senior web editor of iPhoneLife.com. And I'm Connor Carey, feature web writer of iPhoneLife.com. Each week we talk about the latest Apple news, top tips, best apps, great gear. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about Spotify and how to discover new music on Spotify, how to keep track of the new music that you have discovered on Spotify. We're going to talk about our top apps of the year and our least favorite apps of the year. So stay tuned. But first, let me tell you about iPhone Life Tip of the Day. It's a free daily newsletter. So every day we send you an email and teach you about something cool that you didn't know you could do with your iPhone. Uh, so go to iphonelife.com slash daily tip to subscribe. And Connor, are you giving us your favorite tip or is it Sarah today? It's Connor. Hello. <laughs> this is Connor's second podcast, so she's a pro now. Ooh. Welcome. <laughs> uh, my favorite tip right now is how to unfollow your Facebook friends. So important during the election <laughs> cycle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so basically, this allows you to stay friends with someone without having to see the ridiculous things they post all the time. So if you want to do this, you can do it from the feed next to their name. There's an arrow that you can tap, and that'll give you a drop-down list that says unfollow with their name. Or you can go to their profile and tap following and tap unfollow. I use this. I've used this a few times recently, and it's made my life so much happier. There's always that person who posts mm-hmm. that racist thing, and, <laughs> and just being able to unfollow them and just not feel full of rage every time you check Facebook is great. Yeah, really. I can't. I can't encourage you to use this feature more because, uh, like, I always feel badly. But this is what's nice because it used to be you had two options, right? You were friends with them and they'd show up on your feed or you defriended them, but then they could see that you weren't friends with them anymore. Why are we not friends? What's going on? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, because you're racist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So now you can still be friends with your racist friends, but not have to hear the racism. (laughs) Um, So really... Because I, I I sometimes, like, feel guilty doing it still, but, like, every time I do it, you're right. It just makes my life so much better. Yeah, I used to feel bad until I realized, like, my stress levels just went way down. Like, every once in a while, I would make the mistake of being like, let me explain to you why you're wrong. And that's that's a really big mistake. If you yeah. ever have that urge... It's a dark road. Just just <laughs> skip that and just unfollow them. It's it's really what you need Save to do. Save yourself the time. I know. <laughs> no, I, it's something... Uh, I, I have... It, that's exactly it. It's the stress of not wanting wanting to get into a Facebook debate when you see somebody post something that's really anger-inducing <laughs> and save yourself that stress. Yeah. So <laughs> iPhoneLife.com slash daily tip. We save you the stress of not having to deal with your racist friends. <laughs> um, next up, we're going to talk about um, iPhone Life Insider and answer our insider question. So if you haven't heard of iPhone Life Insider, it's our premium subscription service. Uh, each Every day, we're going to send you a daily video tip. So it's a video that teaches you how to get more out of your iPhone. We have uh, in-depth video guides, and we just came out with our photography in-depth video guide, which we're really excited about. In addition to that, you get a digital subscription to the magazine, and Sarah Kingsbury will answer your iPhone and iPad-related questions. So Sarah, I think you had an interesting insider experience this week. <laughs> Well, I actually gave some phone tech support, which is not a service you will get with the insider. Sorry. (laughs) But this was a friend of my mom's, uh, and my mom just put her on the phone. So I helped her. Um, 
Basically, she was having trouble with her Kindle app, and so I had to help her troubleshoot the app. And this is actually, you know, whenever you have an app that isn't working, there's a series of steps you can take to troubleshoot that. And so basically, I just went through those with her. She was having trouble with the Kindle app. So the first thing you should do if an app stops working or just freezes or whatever is just restart the app. So what you do is you double click the home button and you'll open up the app switcher. And if you swipe up on the app, you'll see like a whole little sort of big thing. That's all the apps you have open. If you swipe up, that will close the app. And then if you reopen it often, just that will take care of the problem. If that doesn't solve the problem, you can try just turning your phone off and on by pressing the wake sleep button until you see the little slider that lets you turn the phone off. And if that still doesn't help, and you've made sure that you're using the latest version of iOS and the app is updated, then what you need to do is delete the app and reinstall it. And the way to delete an app is to press on the app icon until it starts jiggling and there will be a little X in the corner. This will not work with native apps, but in her case, it was the Kindle app. So just tap the X and that will delete it and then you'll have to reinstall it. Now, if you're using something that doesn't have like a cloud-based service, you may lose data. So it's kind of a last resort. In her case, it was the Kindle app, so she was able to log back in and all her books were there in the cloud and so she was fine. So if you're having trouble with your apps, that's what you do. If this is a recurring problem, I really encourage you to find the app on the App Store and leave some feedback for the developer. Yeah, well, okay. I'm going to encourage you because we have an app and it drives me crazy when we have a bug for like a week and we're working on it and we get like five one-star reviews. So there's actually a place in the iTunes store where you can report a bug. Yeah, and that's what I was meaning. Yeah. Not, not that you should leave a terrible review, but that you should actually, because developers want their apps to work, and if it's not, you should let them know because they're usually actually very responsive. Definitely let them know. Be kind and don't let them know in the form of a one-star review because a lot of developers make a, make their money off of this, and it, oftentimes it's a bug that is fixed in a couple days, and it's tricky. Uh, but I really like this particular tip because... I can't tell you how many people come to me with iPhone problems and they haven't gone through the basics. And this is kind of, it sounds right. a little bit basic, but this is what you should do anytime you have a problem with an app. It's like, just yep. follow that sequence. First up, do the multitask and, and close out the app. Second of all, restart your phone. And third of all, delete the app. The only thing I will add to that, Google it. I'm always surprised how many people have problems with their phones for like months before they go try to Google something. <laughs> Google is your friend. <laughs> Google is your friend, people, because that also helps you know, is this, a, is this a known bug? Is this something that everybody's dealing with or is this something that's unique to you? And you can then, right. if it's a known bug, there's a solution out there. And if it's unique to you, it means probably there's something weird going on with your phone. All right, moving right along, let's talk about some news. Um, apparently, iPhone is the top uh, phone camera in Flickr. Right, so I guess among uh, people who use a Flickr service, um, I think like 25% of those cameras are iPhone and a little bit of it is iPad. If you add it all up, there's actually you know just really small percentages, like 3 or 4%. And then, but Samsung, on the other hand, there's like only three Samsung devices and they're still altogether less than 4%. And the rest are actual wow. cameras. Wow. 
And which... I think it's interesting to note too that like the most popular one was the iPhone 6. So we haven't even gotten into iPhone 6S territory. So I feel like next year you're going to see an even bigger uptake in iPhone Flickr camera usage. Or maybe you'll just see the 6s get replaced by 6s. <laughs> Depends. I mean, Android you're coming seeing, for you. Yeah. You're seeing a lot of like all the different types of phones. But yeah, the newest phone obviously is the is the largest percentage. One of the things with all of these statistics that always blows my mind is you hear about Android versus iOS usage. And like in terms of Android phones versus iPhone, it's pretty 50-50. Maybe iPhone's winning a little bit in the U.S. and losing a little bit internationally. But when you look at usage, it's not even close. If you look at like browsers and, and what percentage of mobile usage is from iOS, uh, it's like 90% or something. It's crazy. Well, I mean, I think the problem is if you can't update and use the latest operating system, then you really are limited in how you can use your phone and what apps you can use and... You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if, like, that's a great thing about iOS is you can always update. There's no limits. Yeah, and you hear that too, of course, with the operating systems where, what is it, like 70% of people are already on iOS 9? Right, and then I, the most of the rest of those people are iOS 8. Exactly, whereas Android, it's like usually the latest operating system is only supported by the latest phones and updating's a pain. Or if you're even allowed to, usually you have to upgrade your whole phone to update. Exactly. So because you have the outdated Android, you're going to end up not having as good usage. Right. uh, I'm going to pause and apologize. They're cutting down a tree near us. Um, It's, I don't know what to say other than we're going to just keep going and ignore this. And I hope you guys do too. I don't think you'll be able to hear it too loudly, but just wanted to acknowledge what that giant buzzing noise was. (laughs) It's not our mics. You do not need to reset this app. (laughs) Don't Google it. Uh, Just ignore the tree cutting down. It's a one-off bug. Yes, there we go. (laughs) Uh, Other Apple news. Funnily enough, talking about audio quality, <laughs> um, <laughs> a- Apple is rumored to be developing a new uh, audio format for higher audio quality for their Apple Music. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And so this is going to come out in 2016. And this is what's rumored to come out in 2016 and be high- higher audio quality. Um, it's an interesting one because uh, there's so many trade offs with audio quality, right? Like, uh, if uh, if you have higher audio quality, it's going to either be take longer to download, and if you're using data, it's going to take more data. If you want to download it to your phone, it's going to take more space. But of right. course, it sounds better. Uh, what do you guys think? Are you in favor of higher audio quality, or are you against it? I'm in favor of it, but I'm also in favor of Apple bumping up the like beginning, like the basic storage capacity of their iPhones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you have 16 gigs, forget about it. Like, it wouldn't yeah. even work. I mean, if they're they're introducing things like 4K video and now a higher audio quality, they've got to bump up the basic storage capacity. Or maybe this is their plan to make you spend a little extra money. <laughs> How about you, Connor? What do you feel about higher audio quality? Well, if they're going to bump up the audio quality, as long as it doesn't conflict with the music I put on my iPod personally, because when they introduced Apple Music, there was an issue with matching the audio quality from what your personal collection of music to what Mm. Apple Music considers the audio quality. So as long as I can still keep all my music and listen to the higher quality from their 
service, then I'm fine with it. Based on Apple's past, I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the thing. Yeah, that's tricky because everybody has so many years of legacy, like different file types in <laughs> iTunes. It's a tricky one. Um, I'm on board with this. I think that um, it, it's a trade-off that we've kind of accepted in the digital world that audio qualities has gotten worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we've reached a point where storage capacity is actually pretty cheap now, whereas it didn't used to be. Yeah. Uh, and data plans are, you know, getting bigger and bigger, and data speeds are getting faster and faster. And I think it's time to start turning that back a little bit and having uh, a little higher quality. I, I, I agree. There's this great Neil Young quote from a song of his. It, it, it's, I heard a perfect echo die into an anonymous wall of digital sound. Nice. <laughs> um, and so I think inherently we are, I, I mean, obviously, Neil Young's very, he launched, I think it's called Pong or Pogo, which is a, uh, it's a device that just plays audio. It's kind of like an iPod, but it has high quality audio. So he's very into this. Um, and I, I think that there's something to be said about the old analog sound. Yeah, um, and I think that while we're never going back there, all the records are making a comeback, I suppose. Uh, I saw them for sale in Barnes & Noble the other day, and my daughter was like, what are these? No, Whoa! did she not know what they were? Well, she sort of knew, but she was like, wait, people listen to these? <laughs> I actually, I really want one. I keep need to get a record player. I'm actually sad I got rid of all my old records when I was like 20 from my childhood. Like my, my, you know, Michael Jackson, my first record was, you know, Michael Jackson Thriller. I got it when I was like five or something. <laughs> so uh, They're like, it's like really hipster now too. It's in like Urban Outfitter and stuff. Oh God. Yeah. But I still have like my Janis Joplin records. See, like that's yeah, the classics. There you go. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit nostalgic for that stuff. I mean, I guess we have a print magazine, so it makes sense. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, at the very least, would like a little higher audio quality. I mean, it's not like it's bad, but let's do what we can, people, to preserve, like, the artist's integrity mm-hmm. here. I Yeah, I agree with you, David. Last point on this, I think, is that one of the things that does seemingly confirm this rumor is the other rumor that Apple might get away from using the headphone jack and use the um, f- the lightning cable instead, which apparently is capable of streaming higher quality audio, which is oh, cool. really interesting. interesting. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. Um, all right, well, let's talk about our favorite apps for 2015. Uh, we each kind of picked a list. Let's start with you, Sarah. What was your favorite apps for 2015? Well, um, my favorite apps were Mint. Uh, I decided to get my stuff together and start actually like managing my finances on my phone (laughs) because I used to like I realized I wasn't checking my bank account online as often as I was because I would Mm. do it on my computer and I never opened my laptop anymore (laughs) so I finally got my stuff together and downloaded Mint and I love it because I can see all my accounts in one place and Mm -hmm. I can like see my credit score and it's just awesome um, the other one is Clue, which is a period tracking app. Um, I totally read that and thought, I was like, Sarah re- must really like the board game. <laughs> I love the board oh. game. <laughs> I love this one because it's developed by women and it's not pink and there's Thank no you. flowers and it's just like a really straightforward because I feel like a lot of those apps are just developed by like male developers who don't actually <laughs> menstruate. <laughs> and and this one, I I mean, now you can track those things in your health app. Finally, 
hello male developers at Apple. <laughs> but you know, like I'm I'm really into Clue and and everyone I know who's tried this app just loves it. It they just really got it right. Um, and so then, so I. I don't know where to start on this one, but other than the <laughs> other than the flowers, the lack of flowers, and seemingly, I guess, a little bit more practical. Is there something in particular that's awesome about this? It's not pink. Okay, so it's more. It's like less like it's more practical and less like. Well, it's great. It tracks your cycle. You can see your history. You can enter like there's information you can enter, but you can also create your own tags so you can track particular things. Because actually a woman's cycle is really like a sort of basic indicator of her overall health. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really important tool for monitoring your health. And they do it they do it really well and you can export all of it and share it with your doctor and so it's great. I really Very like cool. it. Very cool. And then my third one is, is the Notes app. I just think it improved so much and I've actually started using it, Ooh. which I never did before. It's true. And I love it. It's funny because I like, I've been wanting to, to improve for a long time and it certainly has been a big improvement. I but find it's too late? Well, no, actually, <laughs> you know, I, I don't use Evernote that much. What I find is somehow the way I use notes, is I just want to jot something down really quickly and I don't want to think about like organization at all. So I find I end up just using it the same way I always used it is just to write a random note at a random time and hope I can find it later. <laughs> well, same thing, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I just love it for saving you know, web stories too, and just creating like a collection of of things, mm -hmm. like pretty much related to cooking, as we covered <laughs> in our last one. That's just pretty much if I'm not here, I'm just at home cooking. That's all I do. So, and, so that's and do why you, I love it. do you use that instead of Evernote, presumably, and why? I've never even tried Evernote. What? I've, How? I've never. <laughs> what? You're fired. <laughs> because it's just never appealed to me. I don't know why. Like, I never felt a need to use a note-taking app. And I was actually, I tried out this Notes app just because I felt like, okay, Apple improved this. I better try it out just so I can actually know what I'm talking about. And I was surprised to find myself continuing to use it after I made myself use it just because... I felt like I should for my job. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> and I think we have a worst favorite. What's your least favorite app of, tw of I almost gave that away, 2016, 2015, 2015? <laughs> yes, 2015. Well, actually, this is an app that I thought I was going to love, and I, was, I, re I asked for a promo code so that I could try it out and share with you how much I loved it. And so I was really surprised to hate it. And it's called 2048 Seasons. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a seasonal version of 2048, which everyone in this office, meaning me and David, love. <laughs> and except for instead, of, it's like got snowmen, and like not snowmen, gingerbread men and like Santa hats and stuff. And it seems, and there's, seems like a cool idea. It does cost $3, which I didn't like. I, you know, I'd rather have the ads or at least the option. And I think $3 even for a paid app is is a lot but then I was like you know it's a limited window for a seasonal app so okay but you know what there's the music is terrible there's the gameplay's not really special and mm. and then there's in-app purchases that are really expensive and I, it just feels like they're just gouging you and I don't I don't recommend it, which makes me sad because I wanted to. Well, the other thing that I noticed, too, it's not by the same people who did the original 2048. Right. Oh. So the original 2048 is so sleek and it's so nice to use, and I don't know why you'd use anything else. 
Because it has gingerbread man and <laughs> gingerbread like, Santa man hats. And Santa hats. But it didn't work out, I guess, huh? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I feel like developers should make money on their apps and you shouldn't. Totally. Com- so I don't want to complain too much about a, a developer charging, but there's, you know, a reasonable amount that you can like charge for things before you're basically just gouging. And the gameplay just didn't look as good. It seemed no, like... No, it really... I went back and played the other 2048, and it was just... There was it's something the about the swiping. It's, the it's just so clunky. Yeah, like, the yeah. swiping is, like, slower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, like, No, weird. the other one, it's particularly, like, smooth. Do you, are, yeah. <laughs> Connor, do you 2048? Are you a 2048-er? looking at us like, <laughs> like, crazy. like we're crazy. I know. I tried this game back when it first came out, and I think I played it for all of, like, 20 minutes and was like, that's good for me. But these two love it so much. <laughs> I waste so much time. I don't even want to. Let's not even talk about it. Also, it uses a lot of battery. Does it really? It drained my battery so fast. It was outrageous. Did you pay for the premium version, though? Because then you don't have to deal with the ads. It's so much better. It's worth it. It's like 99 cents or something. Oh, oh the original 24? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, but I mean, maybe I will. I think it drains less battery. It doesn't. That one doesn't really like drain my battery. Oh, this new one does. Yeah, okay. twenty forty eight seasons. Basically, Don't get it. Get the real twenty forty eight. It's free and it's perfect in every way. That's right. <laughs> How about you, Connor? What are your favorite apps here? <laughs> uh, my first favorite app is Sleep Cycle, which I just discovered last week, but I'm already in love with it. They use this. Patented technology to listen to you yeah, while you I just breathe heard at night. About this. It's so amazing, and so I've been using I'm it. I'm listening to you breathe. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, are they just listening to you breathe, or like, are they just always listening to you? Is this like the FBI's new thing? I don't know. I try not to think about it because it works so well. Yeah. I wake up in the morning. Well, okay. First of all, you can set it to wake you up between a period of time, so from like six thirty to seven, and then the app will actually wake you up during your lightest sleep phase so for the past like few days getting up for work it's just i find it's actually easier to get out of bed which is really cool okay yeah and see uh, i used to not be that into this app sleep tracker because you had to put your phone right next to your head right. and i like to charge my phone at night like a you know normal person but then you have like your charging right next to your head and uh, like the yeah. emfs and all that stuff i just didn't want to deal with it so now this is a great solution because yeah. it doesn't need to be right next to your head and it does it based on your breathing which is crazy i love it so much you now get to see the little chart but what if you share a bed with someone like whose breathing is it oh, listening to it doesn't to? work it, this it's, is a singles person it's app su- sarah <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to work when really? you have a partner and i have a dog that i sleep with uh, thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> sorry i didn't mean, didn't mean to discriminate connor <laughs> and it worked even with my dog in bed so okay. <laughs> all right that's good to know i'll give you, i'll give it a try and let you know <laughs> the last thing i'll say about that though i actually i got one of the uh like sleeping pad things that you put under your like mattress to like track it um but it was a little bit like uh the um you got like sleep anxiety yeah did i told you about this (laughs) it was like measurement theory it was like the act of being observed while i was sleeping messed up my sleep because every time i'd wake up i'd be like oh no i'm messing up my sleep score i better get back to sleep right away but then like (laughs) that's the worst thought you can possibly have when you're trying to sleep right staying awake all night and then you're like lying there like trying to remember what you do to go to sleep like wait is this how i sleep (laughs) so i actually stopped using it i like i really liked the idea yeah but i stopped using it the other thing though i'm sorry i'm trashing on this app now (laughs) i read this article that 
like they did the study of people who thought they got a good night's sleep actually were more productive than people who did not like even if they got the same amount yeah, of sleep that makes sense so i almost like don't want to know and just pretend like i got a good night's sleep right now <laughs> there you go delusion yeah, yeah. denial it's good it's the power of placebo right there <laughs> yeah. okay connor sorry my i didn't mean to trash your second, your favorite app <laughs> what other apps did you like this year um my second favorite is word fireworks and i use it for japanese but they have it for korean and mandarin too cool. and this is a, a pretty like smaller known app but i fell in love with it because learning character languages um it's just it's not very accessible even with like duolingo and whatnot so with this one you actually get to like pop fireworks with the little characters and then write the characters on your screen so you're learning not only how to read but how to write Mm. which i love and it's it's a lot of fun it makes learning the language really easy and then i find i spend like 30 minutes just writing it all down in a notebook because i just love it so much that's awesome. Cool. So you're like you say you're learning Japanese. Yeah. So nice. how far along in your Japanese studies are you? I've got I'm I'm learning the alphabet. So I've got like the basic vowels and then the K, the Ns, and the Ms. So it's like ki ka ke ko ku and so on and so cool. forth. Cool. My niece is learning Japanese. I should see if she'd be interested in this app. Have you tried out Duolingo? Yeah, I mean, I like Duolingo. I recommend it for other languages like French and Spanish because it's free to play through the languages. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you get a good like basic understanding. But I, for really learning a language, I wanted an app that specifically focused on the language. And probably in the writing seems like important. A huge aspect. Yeah, of especially Japanese. if it's not the same yeah. alphabet that yeah. we're all used to. Right. Totally. totally. Cool. Okay. And is that, those are your favorites? Oh, we have one more favorite I'm seeing here. Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten to actually use it yet. Oh, you haven't? It's the because I haven't traveled. <laughs> but it's, if I'm just tired of being in Iowa, there's nothing like looking at Airbnb and all these places I could go stay mm-hmm. and getting inspiration. And it's just lovely. And I feel like the prices are amazing. It, it even inspires you to feel like you can afford to travel, too, because you're yeah. just like, yes, this is possible. The thing I love about Airbnb, too, I actually just booked an Airbnb, so nice. I use it. Uh, what I like about it, too, is like I hate the like cold, sterile hotel room yeah. feeling. So you're staying with somebody, and so there's a little bit of like an awkwardness there, because it's like you're like kind of their guest, but you're kind of paying them to be your mm-hmm. guest, and you're not quite sure where the boundaries are. But... What's nice about it is that, like, then you, like, have somebody who can, like, give you advice and where to go in the city. And, like, a lot of these people are really cool people that you end up hanging out with and making friends with. So it's a lot more of a social thing. I used to couch surf a lot back when I traveled a lot, which is similar to Airbnb, but you just don't pay people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that was even more of a social dynamic, of course. Uh, So I really like that. I I, I tend to always look to Airbnb before get a hotel, unless I'm like traveling for work and just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. Okay, least favorite apps, Connor. Least favorite app. And typically I love this app, but they they did something. No, Snapchat. No. Snapchat. With Okay, so they added these amazing face filters this year mm-hmm. that look so cool, but now they're charging 99 cents per filter. 
Ooh. So, okay, for those people who don't use Snapchat reg- regularly, I read a whole article last night about how people over 30 just don't get Snapchat. Do you Snapchat, sir? <laughs> um, no, my kids do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm a Snapchatter, so I'm right there with you. I'm 29. I got one more year left to Snapchat. I'm going to make the most of it. Uh, so what are these face filters that you speak of? Well, the face filters, so if the camera is taking a selfie, then you can hold your finger on the screen and it pops up with these different filters so like you can raise your eyebrows and like stars will fall from the sky or there's one that make your eyes really big and then you open your mouth and rainbows yeah. pour out <laughs> it's like you're vomiting <laughs> rainbows it's amazing um, i so need cool, that filter right yeah <laughs> there's so much fun and for i think it was like a month or two snapchat just had them free they changed every day you sent them to your friends now there's all these memes about how like Haha, Snapchat, I screenshot it. Not paying you 99 cents. (laughs) It's so funny how worked up people get about 99 cents. (laughs) Well, and how worked up about like Snapchat. But I thought they still had a couple of them free. Are none of them free? Yeah, they have like the three, like, forgive me, Snapchat, lamest ones (laughs) are always free every day. But then you go through like the really cool ones. Because even if they had a feature where it was like, $5.99 Five ninety nine to always be able to access all the filters. I'd pay for that mm, if it was a one time fee. Go, Snapchat, get on yeah, that. Yeah, Snapchat. So with this ninety nine cents, is that every day you've got to pay that thing? It just when you buy the filter, like you have that filter it's per filter. Yeah. Okay. And they always bring new filters to tempt you. I feel like in the Evil. next few years, <laughs> people are just going to be really disappointed by their apps because the None thing of us is, pay for them. Well, yeah, like, I mean, there's this like we're in this like little. I don't want to call it a bubble because I actually don't think it's a bubble. But we're in this period where there's so much venture capital going around San Francisco, and everybody's in their like user acquisition phase where everything's free. But yeah. at some point, people are going to be like. We need to make money here, yeah. and then yeah, all and that's these legitimate things. people it's, should actually get yeah, paid for their efforts. Exactly, and you can't knock Spotify. <laughs> you can't watch. You can't knock Snapchat for trying to make money because that's kind of the point, and they have a lot of expenses. Um, but it's a balance of finding a way to do that where you're not right. making me angry. Like yeah. the 2048 seasons. Like I wasn't thrilled to, that it was, you know, $3, but it seemed like, come on, this app developer needs to make some money and that's right. fine. But then I felt like the in-app purchases were just outrageous. In general, and obviously I have strong opinions on this being a publisher because <laughs> publishers deal with this too, I think people just need to get over the fact that you actually have to spend money to, to access stuff on the internet and on your phones. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know, it, It's hopefully not too much money and it's hopefully for only things you really want. But yeah, sooner or later, you know, we're going to reach a point where things are going to start costing money. And But I, I'm with you. I think 99 cents <laughs> per filter, yeah, that's on. excessive. Give Get, me like, a, a one-time fee I mean, option. you were actually very generous. Five ninety nine for all the filters. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, that. I was like thinking about it. Yeah. I was really considering yeah, you no, Snapchat. You're very considerate there, Connor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's going to be a balance. It'll be interesting to see how it all goes down. Uh, okay, so I guess it's my turn, huh? Yes. So... I'm going to – this was, I guess, a personal list. So these aren't necessarily like here's what I think the best apps were. But, like, these are the apps that I use a lot. First of all, Messenger, Facebook Messenger, is one that got a lot of heat earlier in the year because Facebook required everybody to download it. And I was kind of ambivalent about it at the time. I didn't feel that strongly either way. But I use Messenger a lot now, actually, was what I've noticed. And I think the reason why is because, like, you can – 
everybody has access to it, right? Like with iMessage, yeah. only iPhones have access to it. That's true. Whereas with um, Facebook Messenger, you can access it from Android phones. You can access it from uh, your computer. So, and you don't even have to have their phone number. So if it's somebody who I like want to message but don't have their phone number, I can. So it's, it's kind of becoming, I think I use Messenger more than I use uh, text message these days. Interesting. It's, it's definitely become like another email of mine. Like yeah. Fourth yeah. inbox. Yeah, it's definitely another inbox. Um, and they, they did a good job with it because you, like, you, ha- you have free calling, so it's a little bit Skype-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the transition between the Facebook app and the Messenger app is not nearly as annoying as uh, I thought it would be. It's yeah. pretty smooth and no, effortless. Totally, totally. Um, so that was my number one. And number two, let me look it up. Giphy. I send a lot of gifts, <laughs> and I we use kind Giphy. We pretty much don't work at this office. We just send, we gifts. Just send each other gifts. Yeah. Um, so the Giphy app is the best source to find all these gifts. And what's so much fun is because now gifts work in Messenger, they also work in uh, text messages. So you can just find, send funny gifts to people, and they, they're and fun. And David does. And I do a lot. <laughs> so it really is probably my most used app. Um, another one which I actually don't use enough, and would like to start using more but it came out this year and i want to talk about it is npr one mm. you guys use npr one i don't, don't but, but i should npr i mean first of all i do i listen to a ton of npr i love it yeah uh, that's NPR, my car's radio is permanently yeah up. npr one is basically you just have access to all of npr's content wow. but like on demand so that you don't have to like just be sub- subjected to whatever happens to be I on i should definitely do that because you know you get to your destination and you're halfway through a really interesting show do you sit in your car and listen to it <laughs> yeah like, you can pause it <laughs> and it's really cool too because what they're doing as well that is fun is they're using all these analytics so radio kind of like a print magazine you have no idea if people are reading it if people are listening to the radio mm-hmm. you don't know how much they like it but in an in an app you can and same thing with podcasts actually there's yeah. not a lot of analytics available for podcasts so it's cool because you're giving them good data right. and you get all this content on demand which Sweet. is amazing um next one on my list this is one that I'm sure everybody has, but I just want to acknowledge it again. <laughs> Amazon. David's in love with Amazon. I love me some Amazon. <laughs> I would if it were legal in this state. No. <laughs> anytime you mention any like issue to David, he's like, I know what we should do. And then he orders something on Amazon. Right, but I always fix that issue right away. I take out my phone, I find something on Amazon, and I pay for it by the time we finish that conversation. On the other hand, tell them about the Slinky debacle. Oh, the slinky debacle. Okay. (laughs) Well, we have, in our office, we have a morning meeting at 9.15, and we, instead of using a a talking stick, we use a slinky. We call it the thinky slinky. Uh, (laughs) And we pass it around to each other to see who gets to check in in the morning. And mysteriously, we all get the same colds and stuff. Yeah, so we all started getting sick, um, and our our slinky was kind of uh, just getting old and dirty, so I bought a new one. And I bought one that was jumbo-sized because I thought, <laughs> you know, like a little bit bigger 
Slinky. Like, we're all adults here. Like, we don't want, like, a child Slinky. This Slinky was literally, I don't even know how to explain to people how big this it was. was. A, it was a gallon size Slinky. It was a gallon size Slinky. And we throw it at each other across the room. And people were, like, ducking. And, like, it, it was, was, like, dangerous. It, it was scary. The morning meetings were scary. So, you know, you got to be a little careful with you, Amazon. But you can always send it back. Because Amazon's true. amazing. Um, but in particular, their app, because obviously I love their service, their app is just really convenient, easy to navigate. It's just like, it's what the mobile experience should be for all devices. So that's my favorite. Um, least favorite, Facebook. Ooh. Uh, Facebook's on my, my bad list. What have they done? Well, they've done a few things. They drain my battery. Yeah. Like really badly drain my battery way more than like cuz I don't even use it that often and it, it has just drained my battery. Though. It has gotten better, but I'm still hating still on them. Mad about I'm it. still angry about <laughs> it. And in particular what they were doing and I think the two were linked why my battery was draining, they were like playing audio. Like when you opened up the Facebook app, it was like playing like you couldn't really hear it. It was silent but it was like playing like a like kind of phantom noise in the that's background that's one of my major pet peeves is like uninvited audio i do not want to yes, hear you like you. when you go to websites and they start playing it oh i hate that uninvited audio is so not okay it's the most intrusive thing i would mm-hmm. rather have a giant pop-up ad yes that's yeah. me so it, it wasn't intentional but facebook did it and so like you'd listen to music and you'd be listening to music and then you'd open up facebook while you're listening to music and the fa- the music would get all quiet and you'd close facebook oh, no. and it would get loud again it was a disaster so facebook is getting better and i obviously use the facebook app a lot so it's not necessarily a bad app but they just i they they made my my not nice list this year. <laughs> um, the other one, I just, uh, it's, it's, it's not a bad app, but I'm just a little annoyed at it, is News, like Apple's News app. Yeah. Why aren't you liking it? Um, I don't like it because I don't think they did anything innovative with it. I think they literally looked at Flipboard and thought, we could be Flipboard, and then they tried to be Flipboard. <laughs> and it's like, that's fine, but I, I just, Apple does this every once in a while. They just try to like leverage the power of their brand to just copy people. Mm -hmm. But like the power of Apple's brand is powerful because they're an innovative, creative, outside the box thinking company. So I hate when they try to get away from that and just get lazy. And that's, the news app, like it works really well, but it just felt like, you know, if you don't have anything new to add, just don't add it at all. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're just trying to be like a stock app. They didn't, I don't feel like they put that much attention on it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's why I'm hating on it. Okay, fair <laughs> no, So that's my list. Um, up next, we actually have a guest, so we're going to cut here, and Connor's going to leave us, and we're going to bring our guest in. See y'all later. Thank you for visiting, Thanks, Connor. Connor. So this week, we thought we'd talk about Spotify, uh, and we brought a guest as our first guest to iPhone Life Podcast. Wow, that's a lot more pressure. More pressure on you, Rose Hoffman. <laughs> unhappy about this. <laughs> Welcome, Rose. Thank you. Uh, Rose's qualification is that she uses Spotify a lot. <laughs> and she disagrees with David about the right way to use Spotify. Yes. So basically, we debate Spotify and the right way to use it. And I thought, you know what? We should bring you on and have this debate officially. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about is Spotify and how to discover new music. I talked about this in a previous podcast, and I think I wrote an article about it as well, which is that when you, with the new way of streaming music with Apple Music and with Spotify, basically, with the you can listen to any song in the world, and so it can be very intimidating to figure out which song in the world Except you want to listen Taylor to. Swift songs. Well, on Apple Music, you can. Well, 
<laughs> and I do because I am superior and listen to Apple Music. I'm just going to put that out there. So Sarah will be moderating because she uses Apple Music. So let's start with that. Sarah, why do you use Apple Music instead of Spotify? Um, the main reason is that I have four people on my Apple Music plan and it's $15 a month. Whereas on Spotify, I think if I had four people, it'd be at least 20 and maybe $25 a month for a mm. family plan of four people. So purely a cost saving measure? It's just convenient. There's like family sharing and it's just there on my kids' iPhones and I don't have to deal with it. And how are you liking Apple Music thus far? I like it. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like there are some weaknesses. Um, like, you can't really find non-famous person curated playlists mm -hmm. on Apple Music. You can share playlists, but um, you can't really see user-created playlists, which is lame. Yeah, and that's my biggest complaint. Rose, have you used Apple Music yet? Nope, and I never will. Oh, how come? I'm just a loyal fan of Spotify and really lazy. <laughs> Good combo, I guess. <laughs> well, and I feel like with Spotify too, with any of these, once you get into that channel and you start using it, it's like you have all of your stuff in Spotify. Right, there's so much time invested into like developing it. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah my over. older daughter, when I signed us up for Apple Music, had to switch all her uh, Spotify playlists, like recreate them in Apple Music. But since I didn't have to do it, I didn't really care. But she was sad. Yeah. And, and, Children. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. But the, the main thing I like about Spotify over Apple Music is exactly what you're saying. It's the playlists and it's the social dynamics. So, like, you can see anybody's playlists, not just, like, Apple's hand-picked curated playlists. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. And it's <laughs> like, so there's so many more playlists available to you, and you can see your friends' playlists, and you can see what your friends are listening to. So there's a lot more opportunity for discovering music I find on Spotify. Yeah, I like I shared a playlist with you once which you never listened to because like your trial expired. Like on that day, yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, this is kind of weird. Like sharing a playlist with someone is almost like giving them a mixtape with all those connotations. And that wasn't my intention. But it'd be nice to like have a less like weird way of like seeing what your friends are playing and enjoying their playlists without, look, I made a playlist like for you. Can you stalk people on Apple Music the way you can on Spotify? No. I've never tried to. No, there's no social. Because you can social. follow people on Spotify, and I am really creepy about it. It's Yeah, it's the best. I, really? <laughs> I, anytime there's a social option on any app, I immediately like disable like any possibility of accidentally or purposefully using it. Okay, well, Spot Spotify, it's, it's, a, it's a controversial area because, yeah, you don't want like all your friends to see that you're listening to really embarrassing music from but the 90s. You can go all my music mode. is so embarrassing and from the 90s. <laughs> um, but you can it's really nice to be able to see what your friends are listening to especially you you find like certain friends of similar taste in music and it's a really great way of discovering music yeah and I also really fun that. to see that one person's listening to the same song over and over again yeah <laughs> oh my god yes i definitely should never do social like music well but what you can do on spotify so this is spotify tip number one i suppose you can have your social options enabled but then you can put it on private listening mode for those special moments when you want to listen to something you don't want people to know about. <laughs> I was going to say like Taylor Swift, but she's not on Spotify anymore. So that, those were the old days. <laughs> yeah, I, guess what? I get to listen to Taylor Swift all the time. And nobody knows because Apple has no social features. 
Well, Jamie knows because I like hum along. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie shares an office with me at work. Uh, our our chief technology officer sits right next to me, Raphael, and he drums while he listens to the music. Ooh, so I get to bad. hear. It. Yeah, it, it's Ooh, bad. Yes. We, we had one employee literally have to move desks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, drumming's bad. I have a, a musician daughter, and yeah, the drumming is the worst. Mm. Except for also sometimes at two in the morning, she sings to herself. <laughs> that's, that's bad too. All right. So let's talk about how to discover music on Spotify. Um, there's lots of different ways. Um, Rose, I know you were just reading an article about your favorite <laughs> way. Tell us about Spotify Discover. Discover Weekly. I don't even know where to begin because I'm deeply obsessed with it. It's kind of the best thing ever. I get unnaturally excited every Monday. I've actually uttered the words, oh my God, shit, it's Friday, because <laughs> I got really excited that it was Monday for a second and I got Discover Weekly. <laughs> That's the best thing about Spotify. So let's start at the beginning. What is Discover Weekly? Discover Weekly is the most magically curated Spotify playlist where once a week they give you 30 songs that you probably love, maybe one song that you kind of don't like. And basically what it is is that it's curated, like, algorithmically, right? It's it's an algorithm that is weirdly human-trained. I don't know what that means, uh, but something to do with artificial intelligence that's trained by humans. And then it looks at, if you like certain songs, it looks at other playlists that have those songs and then picks the songs that you maybe have not listened to. Ooh. I just signed up for the three-month, 99-cent Spotify trial, if, like, for the purposes of having this podcast. Yeah, and, just and in time to be totally useless for the podcast. <laughs> yes, basically, I haven't had a chance to use it, but I, I will try the Discover Weekly. Yeah, so basically, I think my interpretation of what it does is it looks at the music you listen to, looks at other people who listen to that music and what other songs they really like, and puts together a playlist each week of songs that you have never listened to, but people who have similar taste in music have listened to. And it's really amazing. That uh, sounds cool. Yeah. And you were saying you read Quartz had an interesting article about yeah, this, right? Yeah, they had right? an amazing article today where they talked about different ways to make it better. Uh, also, they gave me some, or talked about... Uh, why you shouldn't be worried about listening to crappy music sometimes. Oh, so okay. So David and I frequently will be like, shit, I must have listened to some bad music this week or something that I don't really like because my Discover Weekly is ruined. Like, it's terrible this week. But apparently, they, because keeping in mind that friends use your Spotify mm -hmm. and stuff, they sort of, they make an island out of your music. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's like an outlying island, they kind of disregard it. And they're like, we won't include that. You probably oh, don't like that. Oh, interesting. Or if you listen to a bunch of Christmas music after the holidays, they're, they're going to gonna... gonna realize oh. that it's not Christmas they're anymore. They're not going to torture you. I feel like Christmas music is actually like a form of torture. It's the worst. No, I listen to it all year long. <laughs> we used to, our office. You should know that, David. I, you know, it didn't show up. You must be doing on private browsing mode. <laughs> um, so what are, what are some tips then for, optimizing your Discover Weekly? Ooh, I have some very good ones. Okay. Uh, one is, well, the obvious one, save music you like or add it to playlists. It puts a lot of weight on music that you save. Skip or, yeah, skip music that you don't like. If you fast forward in the first 30 seconds, Spotify sort of treats that as a thumbs down. Oh. Which actually, 
I'm nervous about because I will frequently fast forward to find out if I'm going to like a song before I like commit to the intro because the <laughs> intro, it's like you never know. Also, sometimes I just get sick of songs and I'll just skip them even if I love them. Yeah, that used to stress me out with Pandora too. Sometimes they're like, oh, are, are they getting the right message? Sometimes I love this song. I just don't want to hear it right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, Every time I liked or disliked anything on Pandora, I'm convinced it ruined the rest of it. Yeah. Oh, man, that's this is a disaster. I'm going to spend like so much time thinking about whether or not to skip songs now now that I know that it matters yeah okay but that's good to know that it matters so I'm not accidentally giving Spotify it's a thumbs down Ooh, interesting okay other discover weekly tips literally can remember none of them my brain is a sieve of information well one thing that is important is um, the private browsing mode so if you're listening to music Mm -hmm. on private browsing it doesn't count which works both ways right because I have a friend who listens music only in private browsing because I guess he's embarrassed of oh, his music. Oh, so Spotify has no way to know? Oh yeah. my god, they're missing out so much. Well, I, I had to like sit him down and have a talk with him because every <laughs> week he would complain about Discover Weekly. He'd be like, it's playing all these songs that I don't like and it's playing songs I've heard a million times. Finally, I was like, dude, you got to stop using the private browsing. So his his life has gotten better. It's Jamie, by the way, our our, our uh, graphic designer here at <laughs> oh, the company. Oh, good. So I can and that's one more thing I can make fun of him about. Yes, exactly. Like awesome. you needed another. <laughs> um, okay, so Discover Weekly is I think a, a really good thing to do. Comes out every Monday. The other thing that I thought was funny about that article too was that people were freaking out when it oh, didn't yeah. update regularly. There was regularly. a day in September where it didn't update quickly enough and David and I both texted <laughs> each other about this and then today the Quartz article mentioned it and linked to some amazing tweets about existential crises the, and blood rage and stuff. The Twitter world went crazy as yeah. you would imagine. <laughs> Doesn't take much to make Twitter go crazy. No, I'm pretty sure that's what Twitter's for. Um, where, how else do you discover music in Spotify? New Music Friday. New Wait, music is it Friday? New Music Friday? Yeah. It started yeah. out as New Music Tuesday. And then they just messed with our lives for like a month, like randomly updating this playlist. But I think yeah. they've settled <laughs> Any to, time of yeah. the week. <laughs> they've it's settled to New Music Friday, but they will occasionally do a Tuesday song or two, which really confuses me. <laughs> They'll add like three songs yeah. on Tuesday. Spotify messes with you, Lil. Okay. New Music Friday is another one. New Music Friday, which is super hit or miss. Sometimes it's all R&B, which is my least favorite thing. Yeah, well, the problem with it is it's it's the opposite of Discover, where they don't care at all what kind of music I like, and it's all across the board. And so it's fun because that that is nice. You can get exposed to music that might not be in your, I guess it's a music island is what they're calling You're it now. On your island. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no music, music is an island. What music are you taking to your island? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's nice that it exposes you to other music, but yeah, there's it's hit, very hit or miss. Super hit or miss, but sometimes it's so, I feel like sometimes it's more hit than Discover Weekly. There'll be like eight songs that are my new favorite songs, but then I listen to them 40 times on repeat, and my Discover Weekly is amazing the next week. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, other than that, Friends playlists, I think. Sometimes the browse section, I'll go mm-hmm. into like their mood. They have the genres and then moods. Rainy day is a great mood. Ooh. Yeah, okay, so what she means by that, for people who haven't used Spotify much before, on the navigation, you have, like, your library where you can listen to your music, uh, and it shows you your playlist, but then there's, like, is it called Browse or Discover now? I think it's still called Browse. Okay, there's a Browse section. No, you're totally right. It's called Browse. So there's a Browse section where you can either view by genre or mood, and both 
I use both, actually. Yeah. Have you listened to Folksy Christmas? Have you done any Christmas exploring? I did Indie Christmas. Oh, Folksy Christmas. Ooh, I'll have to check both of these out. I, I wasn't that into the... Uh, by the way, I'm just going to pause to acknowledge the fact that somebody's cutting <laughs> down a tree outside our office. They promised me they wouldn't right now, but they are. So I'm sorry about the tree cutting down situation, if you guys can hear it. But we're going to ignore it, and you guys should too. <laughs> um, I listened to the indie Christmas, and it was too indie not Christmas enough for me. That was my problem. Like, it didn't feel like the holidays. It felt like, I don't know, it just felt like moody and indie, which I love, but not necessarily mixed well. Folksy Christmas is pretty Christmassy, but I haven't listened to Indie Christmas, so I don't know how it compares. Okay, I'll check that out. I'll check that out. Um, yeah, so browse by moods, browse by genre is definitely a good way. So how do you find, you said you find friends playlists. What do you, like, what do you do? Do you just, like, sit there and randomly click on people? <laughs> is that when you're no, being mostly creepy? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, man. So the people that I follow, when they're listening to a Discover Weekly, mm-hmm. you can click it, whether yes. or not they've shared it with you, and rabbit so yes. i will do that i'll see that my brother is listening to discover weekly and open that and drag his whole playlist into something that i can look at later so that's a that's a good tip because you can't see other people's discover weekly like there's no way to browse that but if you see they're listening to it you can click on so on the side of of spotify it'll the show you area. in the stalker section of spotify <laughs> it'll What's the official name of the stalker section of spotify i'm pretty sure they call it stalker section right <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know if there is an official name it just shows you what your friends are listening to and it shows you both the song but also the playlist so that's another cool tip where uh, if you click on the playlist, that's a great way that I discover a cool playlist, oh, both in terms of playlists that they've made uh, and also playlists that they like if I like similar music to them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just want to know, because you guys said you argue all the time about like the correct way to use Spotify. So what is the correct way? Like, Well, let me tell you, Sarah. (laughs) Uh, Well, basically, what Rose and I debate a lot, there's two parts of Spotify. David and I exclusively communicate about Spotify. Yeah. Our whole friendship. Well, and gifts. There's lots of gifts involved. Spotify and gifts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, basically, there's two challenges with Spotify. We've talked about one of them, which is discovering music. The other one, though, is because you once you get good at discovering music, then you have to keep track of all the music you like so you can go back and listen to it. Um, and then the trauma of organizing happens. Yes. So Rose and I have two very different ways of organizing. Mine's absolutely better. You guys, we're <laughs> going to explain to you both. You can email us at the end, podcast at <laughs> iphonelife.com, and let us know which way wins. I'm on Rose's side. Now, you haven't even heard, Sarah. <laughs> which, yeah, but it's not your side. Which one of us pays your salary? I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, all of a sudden on my side, right? <laughs> well, you haven't fired me yet for not being on your side I'm about about a bunch of things, so I'm not feeling that worried. This is true. If I fired you, people... like a people, very healthy and safe workplace. Um, I don't feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we don't want to talk too long here, so let me go into my way of doing it. Basically, what I do is I'll listen to all discovering music, all these ways we just discussed, and then songs that I like, even if I'm kind of like, meh, I kind of like it, it's okay, I'll hit save. So there's a plus button, and you can save all of your songs, and it goes into like a your songs section. Uh, and so then I have like this huge pool of songs that I like, either a little bit or a lot. Uh, and so then like on days when I don't feel like discovering, I will just go and listen to that. And when I find songs from there that I really like, 
I will put them in playlists and like kind of have themes. Like I'll have like my like mellow indie playlist, my kind of electronic playlist, my upbeat playlists. And so I kind of take the best of the best and I put them in playlists. Um, and so that's basically my method. That's how I organize my music. I'm uh, worried uh, I might oh, no. All right, Rose, let's hear your side. What's your case? Okay, I am very selective about the songs that I save. I save like maybe 10 songs a month, and I listen to them over and over and over and over again because they're the best songs ever. Okay. Don't you get like sick of them? <clears throat> Doesn't it ruin it for you? Nope. <laughs> uh, what I So what I do with music that I'm discovering is I have all these playlists that are more of a mash of things that I don't necessarily listen to that often, but I drag them in and then because I'm listening to Spotify while I work, I'm not paying that close of attention. I drag songs in and then delete the ones that I don't like because those stick out to me and offend me. And then slowly I realize which songs I love and save some of them. I'm kind of in between you guys because I definitely like will save songs that I end up not liking and then I'm pretty ruthless about deleting things that if I find I'm skipping it a lot. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is, so basically the tool, the tools of, that Spotify gives you is you is one, the playlist, and two, the saved. And Rose and I are basically doing them in reverse, where like I use my playlist as my best of the best and my saved is kind of my like little catch-all, uh, whereas Rose uses playlists as her catch-all and then saved is the best of the best. And I think really what it comes down to is I like to save whereas you like to delete, right? I like to delete because I'm not paying close enough attention most of the time. I, I, Unlike David, I'm not in meetings all day. I'm just alone <laughs> well, in I'm a not, coffee shop. I'm not listening to music while I'm in meetings all day. Just in like, ooh, I like this song. Hold on, guys. Let me, let me save it. Um, I will say, though, and this is, again, one of the nice social elements of it, is it's really nice for me that Rose is stupid and does Spotify wrong <laughs> because I don't listen to new music Friday. I listen to Rose's new music Friday, which basically she goes through and deletes all the songs that are bad. But you could be missing some country songs that I've deleted. Or I worry about this. I worry about this. So Rose, you and, your country music, Rose and I basically have a similar taste in music, except for I like a few categories. A few categories that she doesn't, which always amuses me because then she'll go and listen to my Spotify, my Discover, and it'll, it'll have like a country song in there, and I'm like, yes, she's gonna get country on her Discover now. But actually not because Spotify puts country on my music outlier island. Yeah, that's, what, that's what you'd like to think. That's You're you'd on like your to little think. island fortress, like fight <laughs> against country music. No, slowly but surely, it's going to get some country in there. Um, but yeah, so that's nice too. And, and the other last thing I will say that's really nice about Spotify is collaborative playlists. So like you can do collaborative playlists where like I will drop my Discover into a playlist for Rose. Called Rose's New Music Monday. Yes. <laughs> and then Rose goes through and deletes songs she doesn't like and then I can Most see that. Most of them. Most of them, because we don't really have that similar taste. I music. have to say, you're actually convincing me that the Spotify social features might be fun, and Spotify They're just sounds fun. more fun to use than Apple Music. It's fun in the social elements. Like I, I agree with you. Like I, in general, the social elements of things. Like everybody's trying to make everything social, and it's just like let it be. But with music, I feel like discovering music is a social dynamic. It's really true. When I look at all the music from the '90s that I still listen to, I discovered it because. You know, there wasn't like the internet or the radio was like small town Iowa radio. So I discovered it by like just listening to music with people and being like, wow, that's really cool. And then like tracking down the album, which was not easy because like I said, it was pre-internet. There was, so, it was pre-Shazam. You can just Shazam stuff. No, you had to be like, I mean, like that's why you we all had like the Columbia BMG yeah. like memberships, you know, like 
<laughs> I I was the I think I was like the last generation to catch that. Did you did you like probably never even had CDs? Did you Rose? I had CDs, but <laughs> actually yesterday I was talking to someone about how I discovered music. I don't I literally don't know. I don't remember. There's just musicians that I listen to. Don't know how they came to me. Oh. I you... used to have to like find a way up to Iowa City before I had a car and like go to like random like weird record stores i mean that was amazing like the same goodies which wasn't the random weird ones but all the used yeah. records like it was a it was a fun era i'm uh, spotify makes it much more efficient for sure but there was something magical about record shops and they well, don't exist anymore it's kind of cool because like it doesn't happen anymore that i used to like you someone would be like here there's this musician and no one would have heard of them except for this person who like some found out about when they were like visiting but someone else far away. But that's what Spotify away. does for you. Yes. They're like, here, have this tiny musician. We think you'll like it. And then you love it. Yeah, but it was such a small, slow growing thing. It's awesome though. Like Spotify sounds really fun. I'm actually kind of glad I signed up for the three month trial, mm-hmm. even though I'm locked into Apple Music for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're running out of time here. Um, so... Send us an email. Let us know which of those methods you prefer. Basically, send me an email and tell me that I won because I need I need <laughs> David a boost needs some here. support. Yeah, um, <laughs> podcast at iPhoneLife.com. Uh, any other last thoughts about Spotify? One quick question. I know we're running out of time, but do you use the Spotify running? Because that's a big thing that Apple Music doesn't have. I've used it once and it was really awesome, except for that I like lyrics a lot. So it was great to keep the beat, but most of the songs don't have lyrics because they're. I hate that. Yeah. Oh, but I think you can do like different, they have different playlists for Spotify. Well, running. Apple Music has like workout running playlists. And the thing I hate about running playlists is they, you know, like they make the beat like a certain beat, which I guess is good, but they're not like that compelling. I want to listen to like songs that make me go like woo and like right like inspirational waka waka songs <laughs> or like david's angry hip-hop that's my problem with it uh, i only can run if i'm listening to really angry hip-hop and there's no like yeah that's that spotify running does not have doesn't that for do you that basically that spotify running works let me back up sorry listeners who don't know what i'm talking about here is it measures how fast you're running and like it uses pedometer stuff to measure that and then it gives you music pedometer well yeah <laughs> pedometer sciencey things um <laughs> much more, okay. much more descriptive thanks thanks um and then it plays music that matches your pace which is really cool in theory but I just want music that mass- that matches my angriness. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't use it very much. Um, any other last things that like, oh, if you're using Spotify, make sure you blank. If you're using Spotify, make sure you check your Spotify inbox. Oh, I think I'm the good. only person that uses it and checks it regularly because I send friends songs and then a week later I text them and say, have you listen to this yet yeah I, which i know you haven't because it tells me what yeah. you have <laughs> i the other day discovered like 50 songs that rose <laughs> have been messaging me yeah that is the one thing that i don't love about Spotify. there's lots of, that i don't love about spotify actually but one of the things is it's kind of awkward to share spotify songs like if you listen to the song and you're, oh i love this song i want to send it to somebody you can use a spotify inbox which is i guess not awkward to do that but it's like kind of tucked away and they don't do well with notifications and you never see it very often not a problem for me okay well there you go if you're using spotify and you're friends with rose make sure you check your your notifications instead david sends me screenshots of songs and 
then I have to David type move. stuff. It's like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> that. Yeah, that's my technique. I just literally screenshot the album and, and text that because it seems easier. <laughs> but now that I know you check, I'll maybe do, I'll do it a different way. All right. It seems like we've run out of time for this portion of the podcast. I think so. All right. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It wasn't as terrible as I thought it would be. Right? Not that painful. And this is the end of our podcast. Like I said, we're recording this out of order. So let me give you guys a few things to do. Number one, please subscribe to this podcast. We do a podcast every Tuesday. Number two, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to subscribe to our free daily tip. That includes you, Miss Rose. Number three, go to iphonelife.com slash insider to subscribe to insider. Uh, and number four, go to iphonelife.com slash subscribe to subscribe to the magazine. Uh, anything I left Is out? Is there a way you can subscribe to all of them at once? Well, thanks for asking, Rose. You can get our insider, which includes a... Uh, 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 the daily email, you get the daily video tips, you get a digital subscription to the magazine. Past and current issues. Past and current issues. And you get to email Sarah your iPhone related questions. You can just ask me personally, I'll yeah. be your like one woman support team for iPhone and iPad questions. Uh, and finally, you get uh, Insider video guides, and we just came out with our photography video guide this week, so check that out, Insiders. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks, Rose, for coming on. Thanks, everyone. Bye.